Get Pucked. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Get Pucked. I'll be your host for this 23rd episode. Here with me is Matt and Dave. Yeah, it's Uh, episode 23, guys. Episode 23. Jordan. I should have done a little homage there to Jordan. Good call on that one, Dave. Um, Guys, I want to jump right into this one. Um, So... On the Jeff Merrick show, Elliot Friedman had stated that the uh, the Habs were kicking tires on New Jersey's Pavel Zaka. For those of you who don't know Pavel Zaka, which I know both of you do, he is a 24-year-old six foot three center, a sixth overall pick in 2015, and his most recent season, he had well his best point totals that he's had so far is 35 points in 50 games, and that was last season. In addition, Montreal is also seems to be interested in McBain from Minnesota, who is a who has no NHL experience, um, has done very well for Boston, uh, for uh, Boston University, if I'm not mistaken, and is also six foot four center. So my question to you guys is why? Why would Montreal be targeting Pavel Zaka at this stage? And especially when we think about that, given their draft position, if they do win the lottery pick and they were to select Shane Wright, that would mean. That would probably be their, you know, second center. And they've got Dvorak there as well. So, guys, Dave, why? Tell me why, man. Well, I think the draft pick is irrelevant, right? Because you're not guaranteed Shane Wright. And even if you do, you've seen guys like Tyler Sagan before, centers, you know, that are drafted for second overall, um, play on the third line and, and take time to develop, right? You can't just rush these guys into your second line center immediately. Uh, Pavel Zak is an interesting name. He was a first-round pick, right? Big guy. Um, he... Kind of, I don't know if it's too, probably too early to call him a bust, but he certainly didn't live up to his potential. He's drafted sixth overall, I think. So uh, he's a guy who hasn't really done much. You know, I think New Jersey was really hot on him. And I remember when he was drafted, a, a lot. Um, you know, Pierre Maguire, I think, was really high on him as well at the time. And he looked like a guy who was going to, you know, develop into a first-line setter potential, and we haven't seen that. So, um, you know, if if I can't really tell you why. I don't know what's going on in, in the front office of the Canadians, but – if, if you look at it from a Ken Hughes perspective, this is a guy, a center. Canadian's notorious for, notorious for a need for centers for all these years. Now you could probably never have too many. And why not take a risk if, if you could buy him low and maybe, you know, um, you know work him and, and put him under Marty St. Louis or whoever's going to be the coach next year. And, and, and potentially, you know, you'll, you'll have a second line center there built in. But who knows? But I don't see it. I don't see the trade happening again. It's kind of out of left field. Like, what, where is this coming from? I know it's Elliot Friedman. He's, you know, I, I like Elliot a lot, but it's just kind of too random for me. And and he's exactly the type of player I think that the Canadians just kind of stay away from, right? Like, they can't have too many projects. Like, uh, enough with the projects. Like, I want to, I want to I, I, I trade for an established. If you want to get a center, get an established center. Enough with these, like, oh, this guy didn't work out here, so come onto my team. This guy won't work out here. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'd like to see something a little bit better than that. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens. It depends on what he goes for, too. Something to keep in mind, this, he's an RFA after this season, and he's currently making $2.25 million. Mm-hmm. So he's definitely going to get a bump. What he's going to get, I don't know. Should he get a bump, though, man? Like, the so, guy's so cool. Exactly, right? I mean, definitely. Is well, I mean, look. Let me just jump in. Should he get a bump? Kotkaniemi got a crazy offer sheet. And is putting up similar numbers to him. So he might have something to argue that at the very least, he should be in that three, four million dollar range. Kotkaniemi is a different type of center, though, than, than Pavel Zaka was, was destined to be, right? So, yeah, but, your, your, your question is why I also don't know why, realistically, unless if there's something down the road, if they got something in the wings with moving Dvorak out, 
like Dave said, there's always a need for centermen's depth is always there. How many are in the AHL that can come up? You know, you got, you got your palings who can also play wing. You got your Jake Evans. Um, you know, is he a two right now? No, you know, three, maybe you can squish him in there. Um, I can see it. They're big bodies. They're young guys. Uh, maybe for the Pavel Zaka thing, perhaps because it's New Jersey, the proximity to, to New York and when, and when uh, Gorton was there, maybe he he had his eye on him a bit more and, and liked what he saw. I, I don't know. Like you say, right, he's a sixth overall pick. Some guys just take longer. Uh, maybe he's fallen out of favor there. You get him on the cheap, whatever. It's 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 perhaps a, a, a no a no risk situation. As long as you don't overpay for a guy like this, um, a late pick, fine. You bring him over and and I don't oh, see him I getting would, a big salary I would pick more than a late pick. There's no way they would get. Well, okay, Pavel I'm not Zaka saying a seventh, but pick. but you don't. I don't know if I'd give a second for Pavel Zaka right now. Like I really don't. I mean, maybe. I, oh, then I again, do they even I'd have a, a second? I'd do they have it. one? Do they have one to uh, give right now? Montreal, yeah, Montreal's got a second round pick to give. Montreal's got all their picks. Oh, someone's got a pooch. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Well, it's all right. So, so okay. Well, I mean, uh, like whatever. At the at the end of the day, I mean, it, does it look like he's an NHL player? This kid, yeah, he he can obviously play. Is he up to the hype of a sixth overall? Perhaps not yet. Maybe he's a late bloomer. But but whatever, right? I just the why. It's it's like if they came, sure. But for me, there's bigger needs, and and I just don't see why you go there now. You know what I mean? Well, unless I mean I'm just brainstorming here, and I'm just thinking unless they figure, okay, we got Suzuki, who's not the biggest center in the world, although he he plays a bit of a big game in a sense, right? And even if they do uh, draft somebody like Shane Wright, and like Dave says, it doesn't mean he gets plugged into the second hole right away. They figure, why not get a big body center who and, and add a bit of a balance down the middle in terms of size, rather than having a bunch of small small people down the middle. Maybe that, like you said, also he is young. Some players take a little more time. Some players also tend to can blossom on another roster on another team. He is only 24 years old, and his he's an average 30 to 35 point getter somewhere along the lines of like 15 to 18 goals. Um, I mean, to, so. to, to be we're talking if we're talking Pavel Zaka, to be fair, he's 35 points in 50 games last year. Right now, he's 28 points in 56 games. Likely, he's going to pass the 35 mark. He'll he'll hit around 40 potentially by the end of the season. Those are third line numbers. Yeah, I mean it's not terrible stuff. McBain is is like, I think he's he's a pure prospect, right? He hasn't played a single game in the NHL. Yeah, yet. so so that's just if maybe they just know something or or have have had his eyes on him for a while. Like again, right? This is just well, Jack McBain from from Boston College, right? So. I think and that's, there you that's have the it. connection. And there's there. your connection. So, so Boston anyways. College, he's over a point a game this year. And if you actually go read up on uh, his, his performance this year, he's really taken a jump up uh, in terms of his development and in terms of uh, his game in comparison to previous years. So, and, if, and it doesn't look like Minnesota is able to is sign low, him. Yeah, if the cost is low, yeah, I heard that too. They're having problems trying to sign him. So, if the cost is low, then yeah, I think there are no risk moves. Why not? But, but it's well, not the drug moves that the organization needs. You know, there's a lot of hype right now on Jack McBain and, and people talking about him. On, but to me, when is that historically? I mean, maybe I'm wrong here, but when when has that ever worked? Where they draft a guy, he was drafted, I think, in the third round. All of a sudden, he puts up points in college, and now you know the team that drafted him, they can't sign him, and he, he's dealt somewhere else. And and you know, when has that ever worked before? To, to me, I don't know. It's buyer beware again for a guy Adam like Fox. that. I, I wouldn't want to give. Yeah, okay. That's a bit different, I think. Yeah, but um, you could say I'm Fox, but on the flip side, you could say Jimmy VC too. Absolutely. Yeah, Jimmy VC another. You know what I mean? Like he had one good season and. Yeah, so it's just, I don't know. Buyer beware 
in, in for me uh, when it comes to Jack McBain. I, but again, I haven't seen him play, so I can't really say anything as well, at all. It's just like, you know, sometimes there's these hype behind these players all of a sudden because it's towards the end of the year. You know, I remember the, it was the same for the Leafs signing a bunch of college guys back in the day. It didn't work out for them. Christian Hansen and, and all those guys, oh, it's, it's going to be great. And it doesn't usually it's work out. It's because it's Montreal, baby. The second Montreal is interested in a player, all of a sudden, boom, this guy's going to be the next star. I understand, but then Habs also have a history of like over overpaying for some. Absolutely, some guys. that's, that's what I'm saying. That's if the price is right, it's a low risk. I, yeah. I, I I agree. All right, that's enough about Pavel Zaka and McBain for now, guys. Josh Manson was traded to the Colorado Avalanche for ah. a 2023 second round pick and a blue line prospect by the name of Drew Hellison. When this trade was made, people uh, uh, start to compare Sherratt and Manson and automatically suggested that the market was made and it could be it could have lowered Sherratt's value. Disagree. What do you think? Disagree. Matt, what do you think? Disagree. I don't think it set the market on him in, in, in any way, shape, or form. I think they're completely different defensemen. I think Sherratt's wealth of playoff experience, especially in recent uh, days, uh, months rather, um, is, is testament to... to what he can do for a team. Um, not to take anything away from, from Josh. Uh, he's a great player, and I think his best season was a couple of years ago, and he was, like, really torching it. Um, I don't think he's hit those numbers since. Um, that's not to say I wouldn't take a guy like him on my team. I just don't think that the two are giving the 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 team that's acquiring them the same um, skill sets. It, it's just different. I mean, you, you want you want a bencher on your team because – he's going to move bodies and, and he's got that slap shot and, and he's got that leadership quality and that grit and, and you're not going to be pushed around. It's just a different kind of aspect. And, and in addition, I think the Habs are pretty firm. I think they've, they've got the message out there and they have basically told the teams there's X amount of suitors that are out there. I mean, uh, go on Twitter and you'll see every, every insider telling you this team's in, this team's in from, from St. Louis to Pittsburgh, to Toronto, to, to all over the place. At one point, I think I read there's eight teams that were interested in him. How many teams came out of the woodworks and said they were interested in Josh? What's his last name? Mason? Josh Manson. Josh Manson. Manson. That's Manson. Dave Manson. That's Habs legend Dave Manson's son. That's yeah, get that right. <laughs> Throw some respect on that name. Anyways, to my point, I would I would take uh, right now for a playoff push, I would take a Ben Sherrod over him. And I think that what you saw, the value of that trade, which uh, that prospect is a solid prospect. I expect an equivalent solid prospect to be in return for Ben Sherrod, but I expect the pick to be a one, a first round pick. I do. Okay, so you already you already jumped into a whole other question, but uh, all right then. I just so that you just to note that Josh Manson's best season points wise was uh, thirty seven points in eighty games, and that was twenty seventeen eighteen. And you are right, yeah. he not been able to hit those totals since. Yeah, but and, and I don't think he has the playoff games either. How many how many seasons did did Anaheim make the playoffs recently that they went deep that he, that he's got the experience. He's only got the total of 22 playoff games uh, since 20, and the last time they made the playoffs, uh, or that he was part of the playoffs, was in that 2017-18 season. Okay, so it's a couple years removed. The guy's never even seen playoff uh, hockey, so no, I don't think it set the market at all. That's not to say he's a bad defenseman. I just don't think they're the same. It's the same sort of player, the same sort of skill set, experience. I don't think it changed anything. Dave, I feel like you're giving me the look like you you feel differently. Tell me why, um, Dave. Yeah, I do. I do a bit feel differently. I, I like Josh Matson a lot. I, I think I like him a little bit on the long term better than Ben Sherrod, to be honest. Fair. Um, but even so, fine. They're, they're kind of similar and I, I would have expected their value to be similar. Right. And it's telling 
that Anaheim moved them because, you know, if Anaheim thought they could get more, they obviously would have waited and they would have, you know, and that, which is what the Habs are doing, right? The Habs are waiting out for that first overall pick that apparently is out there that they're apparently not taking. First round, first round. What did I say? First First overall. overall. Oh yeah. Sorry. First round. Sorry. Um, So yeah, first round pick that, that apparently it's out there, but they're not taking, they're, they're waiting it out and seeing what they can get. I find it hard to believe that Anaheim didn't didn't get an, uh, an off offers like that, and the Habs did. You know, I think that Josh Manson is very similar in terms of value to a, to an NHL team, and I think that yeah, fine, Ben Sherrod does have a little bit more playoff experience, which I could understand. But I think that the, the, I would have expected the return to be very similar, and him being traded this early, most most likely because Colorado wants to wheel and deal, and they want to make more moves, and they kind of said, hey, either you give we make the trade now or that's it. We're done. We'll, we'll, we'll circle to another team. But it leads me to believe that, that that's the best offer Anaheim got by far, probably. Well, it and, could also be they traded them away a little too early, just a little bit. And maybe they didn't want to play a game of chicken and wait till the last minute to do so. That's fair. That's fair. But that does that that tells me that perhaps the offers aren't there either for Ben Chirot. And, you know, the, the talk a couple of weeks ago was, man, if you can get a first round pick and a prospect for him, pull the trigger. What are you waiting for? You're not going to get better than that. That means that that offer has not come in yet. To Josh Gordon, oh uh, well, sorry to uh, to Ken Hughes. That has not uh, come in yet for Jeff Gordon. That means that that that's not available right now. So maybe they're, it's just a first round pick. Maybe it's just a second round pick. We don't know what the things are, but obviously they're not getting what they want yet. And I think that that Josh Manson trade worries me a little bit in the sense that if it wasn't there for Anaheim, why would it be there for Montreal? And maybe it is a game of chicken. And on, on trade deadline day, people panic and 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 they make the move that they need to to make. But it just makes me worry just a little bit. It gives me a little uh, seed of doubt. It plants a little seed of doubt in the back of my mind uh, that maybe it's not as the return isn't as crazy. People are not jumping, as they say. You know, there could be eight teams interested, but there could be eight teams interested with a second round pick in their hands, and that's what they're willing to pay. And that, that doesn't mean that there's eight teams interested willing to pay the world for Ben Sherrod either. And so that's that to me, I mean... I mean this in the nicest way to Ben Sherrod and to the Canadians. Ben Sherrod's not worth a first-round pick and a prospect. I mean, that's that, that to me, I don't think that that's his worth. In a trade deadline where people need to, to make moves to get into the playoffs, then perhaps. But I think it's circumstance. I think you said it before, too. Circumstance. But, but the hype machine around him also was so much greater than it was for anybody else. Yeah, out but hold there. on a second. I know he's you're saying been... he's not worth I know you're saying he's not worth a first round pick, but at the same time, when you look back the last couple of years and you're hearing Savard and Foligno and all those players going. But those are all mistakes. Picks, those are they all are mistakes. mistakes but every year in and year either. year in and year out, we always hear about these mistakes. I'm I'm telling you that hockey general managers are among the worst general managers out there which is why which is why i will be disappointed if ben Sherratt moves and it is not for a first and a prospect or a first a former first prospect a former yeah like like if it's straight up for peltier or something like no you ain't getting peltier for i know that i know that i'm not suggesting that we will but i'm saying if it's something like that a one for one and there's no picks then sure absolutely you pull the trigger right but I would be at this point after the hype machine has gobbled me up. Also, I will be disappointed if he gets the same returns. I will. Okay, so that's fair. That's fair. And 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 I'm not saying he won't get get what you know what we think he's going to get. It's just I, if I'm a general manager, I'm not paying that price for for Ben Chirac. Which is fair. Which is fair. And he's probably not worth it. But right now, in this circumstance, with the beauty of of the history 
of it just playing out in the last playoffs and you saw what he was able to contribute and you haven't seen a guy like uh, like Manson in, in four years or whatever in the playoffs, that's kind of why you dangle that. You're like, look what he just did. This is a guy who has Stanley Cup experience. You know what I mean? It's just the hype machine. I think really helps in this. In this. In this hey, game. the last, uh, not last game, the game before that play he made that almost cross ice pass. He's also he's bench throughout the playmaker. Don't you fucking forget about that. Absolutely. Sure, All right, guys, I need you each of you to give me one team that you think bench is going to be traded to, and what do you expect or what do you want from that team for bench Dave. Oof, okay. Um, I, I think the Blues make sense. I think that the Blues, uh, the, the Blues make sense, and in the sense because they have a prospect there that I really like. I, I don't think they'll be able to get him again. Don't uh, they have a guy bear. like Zach Bolzik over there. He's a big okay. center. Uh, you know, for a former first round pick, he's a guy who could. You know, I, I think that he, that would he would suit well for the Canadians to get in in a deal. I don't think they'll be able to get him. There's also, uh, you know. Uh, neighbors, a, a guy. I don't know if that's uh, who Matt's uh, hoping to get over there, but There's they're like definitely. There I, I'm telling you, you're definitely not getting neighbors. I'll, I'll tell, Probably I'll not. tell you that. Okay? Probably not. I'll, I'll tell you that. But I'm just saying that the Blues would be my pick um, if we're just gonna, you know, select a team that that has interest. Uh, I think they, they can make it work. You know, I, the Leafs forget them. They have no cap room for that. Um, I, I don't know. I don't see the Panthers. I, I just for me, it's the Blues. But uh, who knows, really? Matt, your turn. Oh, I would have, I would have liked Dave to pick somebody else so that we can have a little bit of a different dialogue oh, here. Man. I mean, I'll try no, to do no, that you... myself on the fly. I mean, to, to to be fair, I would have said St. Louis also. I think that he fits that culture. He fits that team very well. I also think that yes, in a perfect super package ideal world, you get neighbors, you get like a pick, and and you move on with your day. And I think that is a phenomenal return. Uh, even if the pick is obviously wouldn't be a first, I think of neighbors is packaged in there, but um, that there, there's a connection there with, with other players on the team. I think that would be great. Since Dave took it, where would I see him go? Um, let's say, Oh man, I don't know. Let's, uh, well, the next let's, say Cal- let's say Calgary, Calgary showed interest. Calgary wanted to get it done. Package him in with the full, let's say Calgary comes back at the 11th hour um, and then makes a push for him. What you'd get out of Calgary, since everybody's saying that there's no way, shape, or form Peltzi is going to move. Well, then you, not bet, just I him. mean, you don't even have their first anymore. We have their first. So I guess what you, you, you try to get their 2023 first. That's not going to happen either. And that's not happening. So, like, I, I can't see what they're going to do there. So, so, I mean, it is St. Louis to me, I think, if, is, if, is the one that's the front runner there personally. If, if it was going to happen with Calgary, I think it would, the Calgary Flames could have got him cheaper had they packaged him with Toffoli. I think that would have been the I, way for I, I Calgary don't to get him. So yep. I don't think Calgary – I think Calgary's out in my mind. I think the next logical choice would be the Rangers, right, just because of the connection there. And, you know, they, they have players there that, that you know, prospects that the Canadians are obviously probably interested in, and especially with, with Jack Hughes and uh, – wow, man, I keep saying the names terribly wrong. Ken Hughes and Jeff Gordon. <laughs> I, I – Anyways, so yeah, that's uh, so that would be, yeah. I, I, a dream would be, and I mean, even I would probably add to it if, if it meant that I would get get him would be for me to land Peltier from uh, from Calgary, but I don't I think don't it's going to happen. Yeah. So I want to go. I, I'm going to go with maybe the Rangers and say somehow you get Nils Lundqvist out of there and maybe a, a second round pick, third round pick, somewhere around there, and I and I would be okay with that. 
and I'd be happy. And at least you address something on the right side defense, and you bring in an asset on the right side defense, and see what you can, what what the draft, what happens at the draft. I, it's looking more and more like Montreal might actually end up keeping Lekkonen. <laughs> Even uh, recently, they said that uh, uh, you know it's come out that Kent Kent Hughes is uh, coming out saying that Lekkonen is pretty much like made up the, the fabric of the team. He's a makeup of the fabric of the team. And well, he's if, he's 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 like you know like a car salesman. He's he's tapping the hood and being like, "This is a solid beast," and and you know you'll have it for years and all this stuff. Like, and I don't I don't I love Lekkonen, but he's doing his job to to get the value as high as he can. I think if someone comes out and, and doesn't give a first but gives a phenomenal package, you're still going to see Lekkonen go. I I really do. I like what he's been doing. I think he's been doing nothing but driving up his own value. But I mean, uh, obviously we talked uh, another about Lekkonen, but yeah, I, I another team that's possible, but I just don't think it's. I don't think they're going to be willing to trade any of the assets, and I just think it would cost too much. Even more on Sherrod would be L.A. and getting somebody like Brent Clark and all that. It'd just be way too costly. But that's another good pick that I would like to get or a good player. Guys, LA, I think I think is is you know it's only a matter of t- a matter of time before Chitron ends up uh, Chitron ends up there. I that's why I, I also think it's not going to happen with LA mainly because yeah, I, I think, think he might focused. go to Florida. I think he might go to Florida, and if Florida if Florida doesn't land him, I think they might take a real strong look at Chirot, and then all of a sudden you might get the I, leverage. I there. think it sounds like Florida might also be looking at something else. Rumors have it out there that he, they might like to bring in Giroud. I don't even know how they would fit him in. In a sense, I know they just got traded away Vetrano, so they're going to try making the. They're cap starting, work. yeah. They're but starting at, but to at make the room. same time, like I mean, you've got Barkov in the middle, you got Reinhardt, you got Bennett. There's so many centers there, and I know. Uh, Bennett is playing on the wing too sometimes, but it just out of and I know you've mentioned before, Dave, on a previous episode, Giro can be moved to the wing as well. So there's that versatility there, and yeah, it, it would make a it would definitely give Florida an extra bump. That's for sure. I mean, Claude Giroux there, but guys, I want to move on. Uh, Jake Allen is returning a few days before the trade deadline. Uh, do you think that he is available? Available? Yes. So. Will we get dealt? No. Okay, if Next he point. is to get dealt, <laughs> <laughs> if he does get dealt, what is your expected return for him? Oh Dave? man, ah, I don't know, man. I, I don't even think it's worth it. Probably a second round pick, maybe, maybe a, a, a prospect that you know, a mid level prospect. That would be my guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. What's Jake Allen providing you other than a backup goal? He's a backup goaltender. Everybody knows Jake Allen's a backup goaltender. He's a solid backup goaltender, but he's a backup goaltender. There's nothing more than a backup goaltender. Why would you give up more for that? Well, I mean, there's teams yeah. that need goaltending, yeah. goaltending depth right now for the playoffs. There are teams that have already gotten some interest, and, there's, and we know there are yeah. teams right now that are classified as contenders that have no goalie at all. Or their goalie is just shitting the bag right now. Why so. are you talking about Toronto? Because if you're talking about a team, well, like Toronto, there's Toronto. You have Colorado too. That I mean, their their goaltenders are not the Jake greatest Allen's either. Jake Allen's not an improvement on either. I'm sorry, he's an improvement on the long run because he's durable. But in the playoff run, he's not. I don't think so. I don't agree at all. Jake Allen tends to when he plays a lot and he t- and he's in got big the Halak game, factor. He tends to, to to you know to not do well. So I I don't think he's an improvement on either. I don't think you can take it seriously. Yeah. If you have Jake I, Allen, I, I I gotta I gotta agree with Dave on this one too. I mean again I like I like to find something to to debate with Dave here, but I don't see him moving. I think he's gonna come back. Uh, I mean you know. I don't see him like, as part of a package to maybe Washington. I mean, I mean, yeah, but like he's he's not like a guy who's carrying like a two million dollar cap either, right? He's not just a guy you can throw in there. So so it's got to become a hockey well, trade at that well, point. Jake of Allen, Jake Allen's two point eight seven five. 
He's, he's not more than that. No, he was. He was four point one. Okay, but that's then what I'm Berge thinking. Then extended him to two years at two point eight seven five. He's got one more year after this one at two point eight seven five. I personally think there's a possibility and a good. I mean, there there's for always for a team like Washington, where Washington has yeah. Samsonov and Banachek, which are two very young goalies. There's always they, a possibility they don't want to go to the playoffs with that, but. Yeah. I don't. I just don't see it. I don't see. I don't see why you move him for what you're going to get for him. That's my point. Why move him for just you know a team second who's going to finish somewhere? That second is going to be I don't know what in the low 40s or something like that or or, or high 50s pick. Like and that, Jake Allen is better served here doing what yeah. he does for yeah. next year than what you're going to get from. So no, and I don't see him moving. And they don't have someone in place. Like, don't give me the Sam Montembeau won the Molson no. Cups. He's got that goal. guy is not no. a goal to NHL goaltender. Okay, he's he he can have a good run, a good game, a good no. whatever you want, but you're gonna see. Oh, there you speak of Monty. No, no Monty. If anything, you keep Jake Allen so that he can play games with Montembeau, and you get Primo sent the shit back down so wow, he can see on. some ice. You've got Carey Price, too, that looks like he's... Well, we don't know what Carey... I mean, I don't even want to speculate about that. Yes, he looks good. Yes, he's doing his lateral movements, and things are progressing. But, I mean, you do not want to rush this guy back. Matt, are like, you doing really. lateral movements? I am doing my lateral movements. Thank guys, you. Uh, you know, we're getting a little older. Are you guys doing your stretches? I'm bobbing and weaving not in the enough. chair. <laughs> okay guys do you expect a big splash or a, sur a surprise trade to happen with the habs by trade deadline a player that i mean pretty much everybody's been mentioned in montreal but somebody that in your minds is like okay it's not happening at trade deadline if, if it does happen it'll be in the off season or it's not gonna happen at all I'm not 100 percent sure you can actually expect a surprise. I think those are uh, yeah. I'm I'm trying to think. What, so so you're not saying by trade deadline to like like do I suspect a okay, player? So, okay, okay, right. Not a, okay. Okay. Fuck I'm off. Just your balls. I understand your okay. question. The question is, Fuck off. Do you think there's going to be? Do you, do something... you think there's going to be a surprise uh -huh. trade? I yeah. Or a splash of some kind that we didn't expect? Something bigger uh -huh. coming out of Montreal? Coming out of Montreal, I would say no. No, I don't think so. I, I mean, I'd like to think that yes, but it's crazy how like the narrative has changed, right? Because when they first got hired, it was like, oh man, Hoffman's going, Boyne's going, uh, freaking uh, Sherrod's going, Lekkonen's going, everybody's going, Kulak's going, and then now it's like, oh, they might only trade Ben Sherrod, the only obvious guy. I will still be disappointed. Bob is saying that uh, LA's looking for snipers. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. You Surprise? have a list. I want to see your list of people that you <laughs> take. I mean, I'm sure you have a book with a list of the people you take uh, seriously. Uh, not that Incarcerated Bob isn't serious. I'm just saying that you can. You guys rattle off some names sometimes that are just like, why are you guys listening to these people? So I don't. I don't. To be honest, I don't listen to them. But yeah, like, okay. No, no, no. Okay. I don't. Sometimes I read them and I have a good chuckle, or I, I try to play out in my mind yeah. how it could work. It's like Eklund. It's fun. I, it's fun stuff to read. No, no. Eklund, like, oh, Eklund's cool. an extreme. Eklund's like, I mean, you know, he's not that much more extreme than everybody else. Nobody else. I, can honestly, a lot pleasure. of the guys that we, a lot of the guys that get brought up, and, and we joke, and, and we had that episode a little while ago where he found some some rando tweets with the tinfoil hats on. These guys are crazy. Ib has come out with some stuff. I'm not going to discredit him. He does have some does. ears and some eyes somewhere. So I'm not going to say no to him. The other guys whatever it's just fun to watch it and fun to watch the comments sure. go but i want to answer your question in terms of a surprise there are the there are the premium guys we keep talking about and the list of like yes if Sharat goes everybody expected it Lekkinen, well he's been talked about for ad nauseum hoffman too you expect him to go even kulak it'd be the t the tier under 
that would still surprise me. If they move Dvorak, it would surprise me. If they move yeah. Druin, it would surprise me. You know what I mean? Like to, it's his question. I, I don't expect these guys to go. I really don't. But you do see movement and things happening on the roster, and it, it is peculiar. They just sent down Perot this afternoon, right? You got you got Yolonen, who's who was called up, didn't play, but he's waiver exempt, but they're still sending Perot down. There's these things like the wheels wow. are in motion for something. I don't know. Maybe Dvorak's coming back. You know, they're gonna get a roster. Yeah, spot. They, they're they got to make room first off, and then there's, also yeah. they're sending down their their expendable well, players. Well, yes, probably yes. shouldn't have been on the roster in the first place. So true. It's not but, but too much of a mystery to me, that, especially that, when you go get you get some, a good you get a, a good you know uh, waiver pickup like Pitlick, and and he has to play obviously and stuff like that. So yeah, um, you know you get you yep. got to send down the. Uh, I don't want to say mean things, but you know the lesser players who you're, haven't you're made guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, listen, it is what it is. Same question, but not just for the Habs. For every team in the NHL, do you expect? Not expect? Will you? Do you think there'll be a surprise big splash trade? I would have said yes, because the Leafs need a goalie desperately. Not not desperately, but they need a goaltender if they want to make a. And and Jake Allen's not the answer, sorry, but you know I, I would expect them. Like, how many times can you go into the playoffs if you're the Leafs with what you have, and and expect Infinite. things to be different? And if you're a guy like Infinite. Kyle Dubas who prides himself on on you know, I, I just how how it doesn't make sense to me. And I know J- Jack Campbell's a good goaltender, and and he's going through a rough patch now, and I think he could get overcome it. But do you want to bank on that? Do you want to do you want to really 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 hope that that's going to happen? And I, you know, you're weighing in your whole reputation and your, that, that it's become a joke of getting out of that first round. Yeah. Speaking I mean, of Toronto, latest rumor was uh, apparently Dubas kicked the tires or inquired about Varlamov. Varlamov. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so that, yeah. I was going to say, if I, there's I'm a not splash, very confident about that either. Yeah. Maybe Varley would, would be a splash. Giroux out there getting moved. Again, not a surprise. It's been talked about forever. But mm-hmm. like, if he does move, to me, that will be the big dog move of the trade deadline. I think Giroud going to a team, if it's Florida, if it's Colorado, or it's wherever the hell, I think, and I think he only named three different places, right? It wasn't Minnesota the other place or something like that. So if he goes anywhere else, right, that would, ooh, that would be a surprise. Um, but it's so yeah, hard it's to not, tell. I don't know, but just say something. It could be something crazy and ludicrous. You don't want to put your names out there. Is that it? Ludicrous. I just don't think there is. I don't see anything crazy other than the Leafs getting a goaltender. And I don't know how or where they would I don't get a see them getting a goaltender. I know I they want either, to, but I, just uh, but I don't. Yeah. I I yeah. They want to address, they want to practically address every position. They want a centerman, a defenseman, and a goalie with the no cap space that they have. Yeah, uh, they're yeah. they're pretty set on uh, on on some of the, those things. I mean, defensively I mean, would be ideal, obviously, but they need a goaltender more than anything. I think, at least. Vito, give me a name. I, give what? me a name, Vito. Who what? who who out there do you expect? And then I'll tell you if I think I would agree, and I'd be like, oh yeah, you're right. Shock me. Random. It could be random, like, or do yes. you want like a big splash? Like, I want you to answer your own question. Give me the splash surprise that is going to dazzle us all. Who who do you see on the move? I'll give you two. They're both from Vancouver. Okay. Brock Besser and Tyler Myers. Tyler Myers is not a Tyler huge Myers deal. No, he's not. He's Come not. But he's a random name, but I'll go more Brock Besser. I think Brock, Brock Besser, Besser would be. Okay, I'll give you Brock Besser. Brock, Brock, Brock Besser. Yeah. And, and that's, again, I would be just so surprised, though, if Brock Besser get, got dealt. But I still don't agree with him moving. I guess that's what it is. I think Jim Rutherford came in and said, fuck it. You know, we're going to ruin this team, too. 
You know, like I know he's got a Stanley Cup, but he's got this. He's got, he won a recent Stanley Cup with the the Pittsburgh Penguins and Sidney Crosby and Malkin and Latang or that. You know what I mean? It's it's it's. I don't give all the credits to him on that, but I have a funny Jim Rutherford story, but I can't tell him on air, so I'll have to tell you guys off air. Love it. Uh, I'll, too I'll, bad, I'll, listeners. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. This ain't TMZ, brothers. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's not bad, but it's just it's so, funny, it, it encompasses what I think of Jim Rutherford as a person. Old school man. So that's why I think for me, Brock Besser is, uh, is more of a, like a bit of a what the fuck is because I, he, technically he should still stay with Vancouver. He's not an asset that you should just trade away unless the guy outright comes out and says, I want out. I don't want to be part of Vancouver anymore. Like he should be part of the solution going forward. For sure. But, the, but Vancouver tends to do this. It doesn't matter which GM come in, it comes in. They seem to always get a bunch of players that you, they're good pieces and then somehow some way make them look like the bad guy and they get traded off like here for example you talk about splash right so i go and bring up tsn's hockey tray bay board right just 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 for fun just to see oh is there a name on the number one guy is claude Giroux, right that's that's their number one guy so he would be the big splash ben sherrod is four just to let you set the set where the the bar is ben sherrod is the four number four big big get then you can go down a bit like here's another one for example number eight is jacob middleton Number number 12 is Marc-Andre Fleury, and I'm pretty confident he came out and said he's really not interested in leaving Chicago right now. So so that's gone. Uh, uh, Shea Weber's contract is at 19. You know what so I mean? It, they there's have Toronto first-rounder on their trade. Toronto first-rounder at like, 27, you know? Like, there's not that's a not lot of, of big stuff out there. Kessel at 46. I mean, there's names. I guess you could play with this. Philip Zadina, 58. Like, there's names. I just don't – I don't expect splash. I expect a lot of movement. Like of these pieces, little teams tweaking to get a little bit of peace, and you're going to see a bunch of picks going around. But I don't know if all of a sudden you're going to see this massive, massive trade to to some team that's going to go all in this year. I don't know if that's the year. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't see it. We'll see. We'll, hopefully, uh, from now till uh, till till Monday, it'll be fun, uh, guys. Are the Calgary Flames Canada's best chance at winning a cup? <laughs> Uh, well, there it's them or one other team, is it not? <laughs> well, there's Edmonton too, that's on the fringe. So you got you got three teams there that are yeah. laughing to the press when you said Edmonton. Way to go, Vito. Yeah, I I guess I guess, and I mean that's not even to take a shot at Toronto anymore because it's just Calgary is in fact a good team. And, and they're playing well, and they have the defense, and they have the goaltender, and they definitely got the, the scoring power. They're a good team. Uh, I mean, they're not even maybe Canada's best shot. You might have them as as perhaps not favorite, but but you could definitely say up you expect them to they, go they, far. They've got a well-rounded yeah. team. And they've yeah, got Daryl so, Sutter, so, who uh, loves defense. Yeah, I, I can see Calgary being the favorite, definitely from Canada. And again, not even to tr- not even to, to shit on the Leafs like I like to do for fun. It's just forget the first round thing. I think their goaltending is just not not up to snuff for for and and their defense, um, frankly, uh, for for playoff hockey. I don't think that team is built for playoff hockey. I think they're built to be season juggernauts, and they're not built to be playoff contenders. Um, and so, yeah, definitely, I can see them being the favorite, Calgary. Um, no, I, I still think that I'll go with the Leafs. Um, you know, you saw it last year; You're they sick. played well against they played well against Montreal. They, they were a goal away from from eliminating them in five. You know, like a bad bounce away, or even just like a, a sick Carey Price, you know, failure to make a sick save away from from eliminating them in five. And who knows what the damage they would have done there? Um, 
I think the Leafs are a good team. I, yeah, they do have a huge, huge hole uh, in the goaltending position, but Jack Campbell can get hot. We've seen it before where he goes on these crazy runs. And, you know, there was a talk, Vezina talk at some points with Jack Campbell, if you remember earlier on. So he does go on these crazy runs. The defense, it's not as bad as people think it is, I think. I think that if, you know, if everyone's healthy there, you know, Jake Muzzin and everybody comes back and they're healthy, I think that they, they have it. And then they just have, you know, they have the heart candidate, Austin Matthews scoring at a ridiculous pace. You have Mitch Marner, you have John Tavares, you have depth everywhere. You have Nylander. Uh, I, I think they're a very scary team. He's a and- big splash player that might surprise Nylander. Nylander's not going to get dealt. There's I don't think they deal Nylander. Not a Maybe not at the trade deadline, but I, Nylander, I just not I feel chat. like he's the guy that's going to move out of Toronto. In, I, I think Mitch Marner moves offseason. before William Nylander. Now that's a hot take. I, th- I think so. I, I honestly, That's I really a nice hot take right there. there. We better meal on it. Well, I don't think any of them are gonna. Well, I mean, like we're we're talking in like the next like three years because after that, who knows what happens? Let, let's right? okay. Let's bet. Um, uh, let's bet that Nylander goes before Marner does. Okay. Out of Toronto. Okay. Fine. Deal. We'll we'll discuss the terms of which kind of meal because the caliber and all that. We'll discuss yeah, that later. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Fair. Okay. Nylander goes before Marner. You're choosing Marner goes before Nylander. Yeah. Done. And I don't think that I, either of them will go. Is what I'm saying. But if they do, yeah. I think Marner goes before yeah. Nylander. But anyways, I am Toronto. so gonna get my ball prize, hot dog. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't get behind them, man. Until they show me something in the playoffs. Well, yeah, but that's it. But I mean, they almost did last year. You know, they, they collapsed one hundred percent. But but that's what they do. Games, they so, were like, oh man, this is a juggernaut. The Leafs are for real. Listen, yeah, okay, but they were also beating the shit for the first three games out of a team that everybody was saying shouldn't be there. And if it was a regular season, they would have made so that. Like played out the way it should be. I don't see Toronto like getting past. And again, the, last year with the weirdness, like like they would never get to the Stanley Cup Finals because they got to go through Tampa. They're not yeah, going to be Tampa. Sure. They'd have to hard. go through Florida. I don't see them beating Florida. Um, New York. I. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Man. I, mean, I we'll think see. they could beat all those teams. I think they could. They could beat. Can all those they? Teams. They have. Can they? Certainly in a season. Something uh, happens think. with their brains. They hold their sticks tighter in the playoffs. There's Absolutely. more pressure. But once what you if... win that first round, I huh? really, really think that pressure. Then, I, then yes, <laughs> then one billion percent. Yes, the time, so the season. Becomes, can they win around? You know. Yes. Can can they? Well, can they? Once they get past that first round, it becomes scary. Yeah. Yep. But okay, guys, Rem Pitlick, should mm-hmm. the Habs resign him? And if so, how much and how long? Yes. I'd give him three years at, uh, I don't know, two million a year. Eight years, super max deal. Love rent. <laughs> yeah. Don't make the same mistake you made with Paul Byron, is what I'm saying. You know, you gave Paul Byron 3.5. It looked great at the time. And then now everyone's, it's his fa- the favorite. Oh, uh, let's deal Paul Byron. Put him on the waivers. Hopefully, somebody, he's a throw into every deal. There's a reason nobody wants Paul Byron, is because that's a lot of value for a guy like that. And I get that they're not the same player and, and Pitlick has a bit more upside, but. Just you haven't seen it yet. Sign him to a three-year deal and see what happens. Definitely, well, you want well, yeah. Paul Byron was on a, was a bit. On, he was on a fair deal before the uh, the three point four, right? If I'm not mistaken. 
yeah, he was the deal was okay. It's just that once that three point five kicks in, that's that's where it hurts, and that's where you have that mistake. Yeah, he, he was on that one point one six million dollar deal for three years before he the, got the three point four. The Canadians tend to fall in love with the you know great bottom six players, and you got to get well, away from that mentality. The old and, fine, and you need them. The old like, regime did that. I don't know how these guys feel about it. Well, that's right? it. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You got to avoid it. Yeah, you got to avoid yeah, it. Yeah, I I got to agree. You definitely signed this guy. Uh, that that I, I like think is not out yeah. of my mind. You're definitely signing him. You definitely want it to be something digestible, high twos, maybe three is a cap there. And uh, I wouldn't go three. I, well, it depends, man. It depends what you see with this guy. I right now, his go, his progress. If you mid, pace mid, him out over an 82 season, I'll, okay. Granted, I think his shooting percentage right now is at 32 percent or something insane. Yeah, number, but, that's why. It yeah, would be like it would be like a mid two. You'd have to give give him something that's digestible. That if if this was. A flash in the pan type of moment that you just definitely it's movable, definitely. right? Or it's digestible, yeah, yeah, yeah. or definitely. you know, you could again not... playing on the team, no pressure, no, no anything. Like you got it, you got to remember all these things. You can't fall in love with a player. And you, you, know, gotta you got to give Davis props for Ren, that, by Ren, the way. Tyler Pitlick, you know, yeah, you yeah, yeah. I can't wait. Family. I, I can't wait to see that happening. But I can't I wait to give see Dave Pitlick the boost real fast here. And, shooting, and Pitlick shoots and scores. Pitlick. Dave has been the only guy that I've seen mention the fact that perhaps we're seeing the team play well because of the 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 laissez-faire attitude because they're they're out of the picture and, and whatever no one expects anymore. I haven't seen really anybody talk about that. And I do think that that's an interesting aspect when you look at this team right now. And and I hope that's not the case. I hope Dave is wrong because you're watching you're watching these players do magic out there even losing 6-3 yesterday to Arizona you still watch the compete you watch them play you watch this good good hockey so I hope that's not the case but it is something that people have to keep in mind it's going to be interesting yet next year a whole new ball game like 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 don't expect a tanking type team again next year I don't see that it's it's going to be it's going to be different that's all I'm saying guys kudos to you Dave this is probably the most important question of the entire episode oh boy all right and I want we, to know. We came loaded with questions today. What's up? Yeah, What's I up? want to know. This is the most important. This is the biggest one. Personally, yeah. I could come out insulted, depending on your answer of this for nice. this question. Nope. All right. So I want to know, guys. You have to pick only one that you can eat for the rest of your lives: pizza <laughs> or pasta. Man, oh, it's wow. a tough question, but it's an easy question if you think about it. Like longer than Dave, hit me. I mean, it's obviously has to be pasta, right? Because you have so much, you have so many different things. You have fettuccine, you have spaghetti, you have macaroni and cheese. You have, you have, you know, some people consider gnocchi to be pasta. You have such a wide variety of different dishes you can make with pasta. Whereas when you go to a pizza, a pizza is a pizza is a pizza. Whatever, man, you can move past pizza. And there's a lot of bad pizza places out there. There's also a lot of bad pasta joints out there. But you can make good pasta at home. You can make good sauce at home. Is it? Is it all pasta against all pizza, or is it like a a, a particular pasta against oh, a particular it's pizza? It's not particular. It's 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 it literally all. It's it but there's so many pasta. different kinds well, of pastas out there. That's that's a really. I mean, I love pizza. Like I'm a I'm a massive pizza guy. I can't see my life without it. I've <laughs> I've I've come to really enjoy my pastas. But it's like the diverse. You know what? Just pizza, pizza. You would pick yeah. pizza. I, I would have to say pizza. As much as I like my pastas, and I really do, I man, no more macaroni I, salad for you. No more macaroni. I can't. How could I you? not have no a pizza again? Alfredo that would be no, no that spaghetti for you. No, I got. I, oh, but I do like my spaghetti meatballs. <laughs> pizza. I got to. The keep real my pizza. answer. The real answer is really 
ni- neither one is bad, that's for sure. But I would have to go pasta. Yeah, the, the versatility yeah. of pasta, the yeah. cost efficiency of making pasta. No cost <laughs> Just I'm I'm Italian, pasta. Yes, pizza as well, but pasta. Yeah. You could do so many different meals Listen. with pasta. Man, I, I've been off pizza for a while. I'm not going to lie to you. And I don't know, maybe it's, I don't know what changed in my life. I was used to be a big pizza guy all the time. And uh, lately I haven't been able to really get into pizza as much as I would have liked. The, the, especially restaurant type pizzas. I mean, there's calzones. Don't get me wrong. Shout out to my boys, Shane at mm, calzones and whatnot. Phenomenal. That's a phenomenal pizza. But other than that, I, I struggle sometimes to find a good pizza. And uh, my father makes a very good pizza. But, you know, you can't just order from, you know. <laughs> from your parents. Um, I've been told that the day, if you've never traveled to Italy, the day you go to, to Italy and come back, you kind of go through this like craving or addiction for pizza, even though you should probably get your fill in Italy. But when you come back, it's kind of like you're going and look for I, the tagliata style pizzas that they have in in Italy. Yeah. So I've, I've, maybe that's the answer, Dave. Maybe I've, been, I've been to Italy. I've been to Italy. And, and to be honest, in Italy, uh, it's something about their cheese in Italy. It's just phenomenal compared to here. And I and I know that's there's like that you're at the source. I know, I know, but I, I, it's just it's ridiculous, and that's why their pizzas over there are ridiculous. Like the calzones there. I, I went to a place in uh, in Barry, where my father's from, in the south of Italy, and it, just the most ridiculous calzone I've ever had in my entire life. Like I could eat that every single day. If you were to tell me that calzone specifically against pasta, that calzone would win. But I don't think it's, I could ever find that place ever again. So it's it in the mix. Listen, it's there's no wrong answer. You ended you ended on the perfect. I don't think there's a wrong answer. I've also I know we're going deep into this now, but yes, I I like a pasta with a red wine now more than I did a pizza with a beer. But I just you tell me I can't ever have pizza again. No, it would hurt too much. I gotta I gotta keep my pizzas in my life. I got it. I got it. That's fair. The next time I host the ep- an episode, there will be another choice like this. You better be prepared. Oh, Everybody, yeah. this was episode 23. Thank you all for joining. This was Get Pucked. Please follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Follow our Facebook page. Most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel if you want to watch us. You can listen to us on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Thank you all for taking the time. We appreciate your support and love. We'll, we'll be back with another episode soon. Um, I do want to mention that we will be starting a new episode series called ABC, Anything But Canadians. It'll be a short episode where we will definitely talk about any other ha- uh, team in the NHL other than the Montreal Canadiens. It might be something along the lines where we uh, pick one team and we just talk about that team, or we'll just talk about all of it all at once. Um, we shall see. But uh, stay tuned for that. More details to come about that in the near future. This was Get Pucked. Thank you. Get pucked.